0: Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now here's Linda with this week's message. There will come a day when you won't just come and get pumped up at His Way and then leave here and forget there will come a day. When you stay consistent in the battle, in the fight, it's okay. <laughs> there will come a time when you will not doubt, you will not give place to fear. There will come that time. Because if God could do it in this girl, he can do it in anyone. This morning when I woke up from a terrible night, it was one of those really awful nights when the devil thinks he's going to take me out. So I woke up this morning and I felt so terrible. It was one of those times when you kind of slide out of bed and kind of crawl to the bathroom (laughs) and think, oh, man, I've got to get victory over this. And then I started remembering some of the whispers in the night. I started recalling what I had heard. I started remembering what Satan had been saying to me. For these phrases started coming to my memory His way is powerless. His way has no effect. You are wasting your time at his way because his way is not going to go anywhere. And I started remembering these phrases that I had heard in the night. And you would think that by now the devil would know that when he does that to me in the night, that it causes me to rise up like a lion. Because when I started remembering what the devil had been saying into my mind, I started rising up and straightening up. I went upstairs and I went into my prayer closet where the book of John was playing. And not only did I have the book of John playing in my prayer closet, but I turned my iPod on. And I had music, worship music, going at the same time. And I got on my face on the floor before God. And what I said to him, I said, I believe you, oh God. I believe your voice. The Holy Spirit speaks fire within me. Fire that quenches every flaming arrow of the evil one. Finding truth when I can't even see it. Holy Spirit speaks it to me. And I just rose up from there. And then I went downstairs, and I put on worship music as loud as it would go. And I took my gold flag out of my prayer closet. And I went downstairs and scared my dog. Because I started, I was in the family room, and I was waving that flag. And I was praising God and rejoicing in what God would do at his way. And I knew at that moment that this was going to be a night that would break the yoke off of many of you. When the devil comes in that strong, he's scared. Now, how did he get access to me? Why would he have place? Especially when our pastor's prayer shield met last night, and you, you were praying like crazy. You had an amazing time. I got a report from Linda. It was amazing. She said, oh, my goodness, did anybody tell you what happened? And then I said, well, write me. And she wrote me this big, long thing about what God did in our prayer tower right upstairs. And Pastor's Prayer Shield, this group of people who meet every Monday night and pray for the pastors. You can be part of that. So it was a great night of prayer. So what happened to me? Why did I have a terrible night? Well, I think you were stirring up stuff last night. (laughs) Yeah, I think you were calling on the name of the Lord, probably pounding on stuff. Yeah, they were pounding on stuff, stirring stuff up and soaking what you soak with oil. They soak the prayer requests with the oil. Wow. Man. And they marched and danced and proclaimed. Have you ever wondered why you can have an amazing time with the Lord? You can come to church. You feel God's presence. You come to his way like tonight. You feel God. And then you walk out and all of a sudden it feels like all hell breaks loose my sisters, there is a battle. We don't like it. Um, maybe there are some men who are born to be worldwide, what is it? You? I don't even know the wrestling terms, the boxing <laughs> terms. What is it? Oh, WW what? Whatever it is. Maybe there are men <laughs> who think that they were born to fight. But we as women, we are, we are moms. A lot of us are mothers. We're nurturers. We're lovers. And so to be in a battle like this, where you are battling a devil, so often I see that women just kind of ignore and pretend and don't engage. But tonight, on this very night, you're going to be well pushed forward because you don't win the battle by retreating, you don't win the battle by um getting scared, giving up. you win the battle by believing God and moving forward in faith that's how we win now, I have so many wins under my belt. I have a zillion notches. I want you to have that, too. I want you to have so many wins. The problem is you've got to have a problem so that God can solve it, so that you can see what God can do and get a win under your belt. (laughs) Sorry about that. Well, let's look at this scripture. Tonight we are reading from the book of Luke chapter 8. This is one of my favorite stories because I think it's I think it's just really, really funny what the people of a city thought. The title of the message tonight is my ever present help. Is there anybody in here who you access the Holy Spirit continually every moment by moment and you never Um, lean on your own understanding, and you never, ever give place to Marla, my assistant. Wow, Marla. (laughs) I think that every single one of us, we underestimate the power and the help of the helper, the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. He amazes me. He is ever-present and always helpful. He never says, I don't want to help you. He never does. Let's look at number one before we read the scripture. Number one, I need help is a wise thing to say, a strong thing, not a weak thing. Jesus himself said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Um, I have one granddaughter. She lives, well, I have two granddaughters, but one of them, she lives in Henderson. When she was a little tiny girl, I'm telling you that so you don't think it's Gabrielle, and go and tell her, oh, I heard about you tonight. No, this is my other granddaughter who lives in Henderson. When she was little, and I would try to help her get dressed or or um, anything, help her do anything, she would say, I do it, I do it, (laughs) I do it. And she couldn't do it. She was really little, but she would say, I do it. Do you know that little kids are born with a sin nature? Do you know what the devil does? He tells people who are not yet believers, not yet born again into the family of God, he tells them they're good, and he tells believers they're bad. Did you know that? I didn't. I just heard it from the Lord today. He tells people in the world that they're good. And he tells believers that they're bad. He's a liar. There's nobody good except for Almighty God. And if he comes and lives in you, maybe you'll be a little bit good. I'm working on it. Well, we need help. I need help is the wise thing to say because there is a helper. We need his help. I ask God to help me with everything. I ask him to help me know what to wear. I ask him to help my skin. I, I ask him, please help my hair to look decent. Please help me, Holy Spirit. I like to do logic puzzles. I think it's really fun, and it keeps my brain, you know, hopefully young, and I like to do logic puzzles and I'll get stuck and I'll say, oh, Holy Spirit, come and help me do this logic puzzle and I'll get the answer. And I'll go, wow, and then I'll go, I do it. (laughs) (laughs) If I forget something, I call on the Holy Spirit memory. And I say, oh God, help me to remember. And then I remember. If I lose something, I say, oh God, show me where it is. He's ever present, He's right here. We underuse Him. He wants to be part of everything you're doing. But it's human nature to say, I do it. Let's look at another one, number two. I love this scripture. I put it at the top under April 17th. Let me read it to you. It's from Acts 10. God anointed. Anointed means that God gave Jesus Christ the power. He gave him the authority and the power and the blessing to do this. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all, um, some, a couple, all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Okay, guess what you get to do on number two? You get to put your name in there. My sheet says, God anointed Linda Anderson, with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with her. Put your name in there. And then read it 20 times a day until you believe it, until you are about the Lord's business, casting out devils. (sighs) There are devils. I don't like them. They're mean. Yeah. I was um before I read you the story about the man who was demon possessed. <laughs> Not that this girl in the story was demon possessed. I don't think she was. But I don't know. <laughs> um 2 weeks ago today Tom and I had just flown into Kauai, Hawaii, uh, Hawaiian island. And we had landed, and then we had to get on the shuttle and go over to the car rental place. Not my favorite thing. Although it did get better when Tom rented us a yellow Mustang convertible. (laughs) (laughs) So we were at the car rental place, and the line was long. And I was sitting outside. There wasn't enough room inside for all of the people. I was just... Sitting outside, and there was another woman, young woman, probably in her 20s, mid-20s maybe. She was sitting there on the patio as well, and she was talking to another young woman, and they were talking about all their travels and their husbands and all good things. And I was, of course, looking for an entrance to... (laughs) By the way, on the way home from Hawaii... There was this man who was talking to another man in the seats next to us for six hours straight. And I kept going, what? (laughs) Eventually, I found out he was trying to win him to the Lord. And, And the man was so resistant. And I remember that used to be me. I I actually did that to a honeymooning couple on the way to Hawaii. So I started praying for that poor guy who <laughs> was being harassed by that man. <laughs> you, d- you you don't have to bonk people. You don't have to bonk them, but you do have to love them and if some do need bonking. Yes, yeah, some do, but have discernment. I Anyway, I'm at the car rental place, and this young woman's out there, and the other young woman left, and this woman's sitting there. And she's fidgeting with some device. She's trying to get it open. I didn't recognize it. I don't know what it was. It looked kind of like a bottle, but it had some kind of code, and you had to open it. I don't know what that – do some of you know what that is? Is it bad? Oh, So she's fidgeting with this device for like 10 minutes, and she can't get it open, and she's clearly frustrated. Well, our husbands have been inside getting our rental cars for probably 25 minutes now. I mean, it's been a long time, and maybe half an hour. And so I'm watching her, and again, I'm thinking, how can I lead her to the Lord if she doesn't know it? And this is what happened. Her husband came walking out of the rental car place. He had keys in his hand. And he walked over to her. And instead of saying to him, oh, good, you got us a car. Sorry it was so long. He's holding up the keys. She holds up that device thing that she's been messing with. And she said, I can't get this open. Well, he looks at her, and he looks kind of puzzled. And then he said, well, I'm sorry about that, (laughs) but I got us a car. And then she said, is there some kind of thing I don't know about this? And he said, well, I don't know. Did you try pushing it three times? And she said, no. And then she said, okay, and she pushed it three times, and it came open. Well, then she was clearly mad at him <laughs> because he knew how to do it, and she didn't and so instead of him coming out and saying, "We got a car, here we go," and he's carrying all these suitcases um he looks at her and she's just mad at him, like <laughs> and then he apologized he said i'm sorry i i didn't i didn't I didn't mean to know how <laughs> and then he picked up all the bags and he went marching off, and she went marching up behind him, clearly i mean her body language just mad, and oh, I wanted to chase them down. I wanted to say you had probably dreamed of a great marriage. You have probably had high hopes that you would have this romantic, wonderful marriage. And you don't even know that when your husband comes out with the keys after being in line for half an hour that you celebrate him and you tell him how great he is. She didn't know that. And in the random details of her life, of their life, she was harming her marriage. Do you Some of you remember what Oswald Chambers said. I have to find a sheet of paper to poke holes in. Oswald Chambers said, If you obey God in the random details of life, they will become pinholes through which you will see the face of God. Random details of life... That you obey God in, and you keep obeying Him, and you keep obeying Him, and the little tiny things, and pretty soon you can see through it. And you can see God. Random details. It's those little things that add up to a life. And it's those little times when we have a choice. To give God, Holy Spirit reign over our lives. You see, Holy Spirit has patience. says in Scripture that one of the fruits of the Spirit is patience. So had that woman been patient when her husband came out? And instead of having to jump into conversation about whatever that was she was holding, had she been patient, held back and said, Good job, honey. That would have been one of those details in life where she would have built her marriage, where she would have obeyed the Holy Spirit, where she would feel joy and experience God. What are the details in your life? It can be so simple. It can even be you open the refrigerator and you're reaching for something you shouldn't eat and Holy Spirit gives you this inkling, don't eat that. And you go, oh, I'll just eat a little. Or like last week when I was, I was wanting to tell Tom something about somebody who was mean to me. And as I started to tell Tom, I felt Holy Spirit checking me. And I, I was so tempted to keep talking. My mouth, it wanted to just blab it out. Close my mouth as hard as I could. I put the fruit of self-control in my mouth and I closed my mouth, and I didn't say it. I'm, I'm getting some victory. <laughs> and I didn't say it. And then later I said to Holy Spirit, I said, Holy Spirit, I don't want anything to come between you and me. I need your help. And so I said, don't let, don't let, me, don't let me grieve you by my words. I did it. Ha. The random details of life. Obeying God. Okay, let's look at the demon-possessed man. This is Luke chapter 8, beginning with verse 22. The disciples are in a boat. They seem to like to go cruising. They love to get in a boat. You like to get in a boat? Anybody here, you don't like to go out in a boat? Jesus seemed to like to go out in a boat. They were going to cross over to the other side of the lake, but then a huge storm came up, and they thought they were going to perish. They were actually really scared. And then what happened? Jesus came. He woke up. He rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. Do you ever do that? Speak to the winds, speak to the waves. Does it work, Patricia? It works with all your children. (sighs) (laughs) How many kids do you have, Patricia? Ten. All little. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. (laughs) You guys are such a great team. You're an amazing team. Teamwork makes the dream work. That was my husband's message. If you go to Horizon, that was his message on Sunday morning. Teamwork makes the dream work. Because we heard that from a waitress who was serving us pancakes in Hawaii. Did you get pancakes, Raquel, after Tom gave that message? Made her hungry for pancakes. Colton made her pancakes. Colton and Raquel are getting married one week from today. Raise your hands so they know who you are. There's Raquel. So this, way this um, server was serving us the pancakes, and um, then somebody else came and cleaned them up. And Tom said, um, who gets the tip? Do they mind if you, um, one of you takes the order and serves us and the other cleans it up? And she said, no, teamwork makes the dream work. Tom said, that's my message for Sunday. (laughs) She loved it. She was so pleased. So they're in the boat, and they're crossing over, and then they're tired. It's been a hard night. I mean, they had a really traumatic time. So they're tired, and they finally get to shore in the morning, verse 26, Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when he, meaning the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. I just think it's awesome that this man who had demons for a long time was right there on the shore looking for Jesus. Jesus. He's smarter than a lot of us. (laughs) You know what? That man with the demons, he had nothing to lose, nothing to prove, nothing to hide. If we could be like that. So the steam demonic man met him and he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but he lived in the graveyard. When he saw Jesus, he cried out. He fell down before him. With a loud voice said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the, of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. He had chains and shackles on him. Shackles you could see and chains you could see. You run into people every day who have chains and shackles on them, and you have the power to set them free in the name of Jesus, if they will agree. Do you know what I do when um, when we give an invitation for people to receive Jesus Christ here at Horizon or anywhere we are, and we give... Opportunity, I immediately start commanding the powers of darkness, you you let those shackles, you let go of them, and they come loose. All over the congregation, shackles come loose so that people can choose. And then I start praying, let the grace of God come so that they can choose God. And then some choose, some choose Jesus. And then some don't, and I hear the shackles clink back on. And you might sometimes, if you if you s- are there when I'm when we have a time of people getting saved, you might see me crying because I've heard those those shackles clink back on their their leg irons and their their hands because they didn't choose God. And then I say, "Oh God, let him come loose again." Powers of darkness, you let him go again. Give him another chance, Father. And he will, and he does. And he will continue to give them another chance. But people have chances and opportunities. This man, he was bound just as people are who we run into every day and who we have the power to bring healing to. Jesus said to him, what is your name? And he said, legion, because many demons had entered him. And the demons begged him that they would that he would not, that Jesus would not command them to go out into the abyss. The demons don't like the abyss. You wouldn't either. Now, a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountains, so they begged him that he would permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. And the demons went out of the man and entered the swine. And the herd ran ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drown. Poor pigs. Do you know where those demons are now? They're still down there with those pigs. Verse 34, when those who fed them saw, fed the pigs, saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus. He was clothed and in his right mind. And listen to what it says next. And they were afraid. The people were scared because the man was clothed and in his right mind. (laughs) This man who had been terrorizing the town, who had been <laughs> scaring their dogs and cats. I'm telling you, this man, you had to hide your kid's eyes when he ran by. <laughs> this man, he was a terror to the town. And when he got clothed and in his right mind and sat down in front of Jesus, the people were afraid. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> And then the people told Jesus, they said, you've really scared us now. You freaked us out. We didn't expect this. What's up with the guy who was demon-possessed wearing clothes? (laughs) I prayed for a a woman who is legally blind recently. And the Lord was, was wanting to bring healing and I asked her about the learning curve, what would happen if she had her sight, because she had been blind, legally blind, all her life. She said it'll be a huge learning curve. I prayed for other people who have been blind. Of course, some who God has restored their sight. So beautiful. But also others, and people with sickness, illness, affirmity, it's the the whole thing and you pray for them, and you, you pray that they'll be in their right mind and clothed and sitting at Jesus' feet and and they start thinking, but what will everyone think? How will I manage life? How will I navigate this? What 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 will I say? What I don't even know how to be. This demon possessed man was clothed in, in his right mind and The next thing that happened was he asked Jesus, I want to travel with you. I want to be disciple number 13. And what did Jesus tell him? He told him something so profound. He said, you go back to your village. And you show the people the power of God. He didn't say, you enter into a how-many-step program? Um, go see Pastor Nancy and get counseling for two years. He didn't say clean up your act more and prove yourself. He didn't say any of that. He said, Go and preach. While you're still, um, regardless of your reputation, at least you have clothes on. Go and preach eventually. When Jesus came back to that region, the whole village came out to greet him because they had seen that miracle. I love the way that the demon-possessed man had enough sense to fall before Jesus and to get help and to admit his need. There are people sitting in churches all over our nation who can't, I mean, it's, it's, It's what will they think, what will happen, what will, what, when they have the very power of God within them to bring revival to a family, to bring revival to a a neighborhood, to bring revival, to set themselves on on fire and let people watch them burn, not literally, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. No, please. (laughs) Oh, it's 829. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'll fill in the blanks for you, and then we'll pray. I've given you a phrase from what's been my favorite song for the last year. This is my favorite song, Behold. Then sings my soul, and the phrase out of it right under number two, Behold, I have a friend. The spirit breathing holy fire within my ever-present help, speaking truth when I can't find it. I have a friend. Oh, he's my dearest friend. (laughs) I love you, Holy Spirit. (laughs) Number three, when I thought how to understand, this is from the psalm. When I thought how to understand what is it that's going on in your life. I don't know how to understand the diagnosis I got. I don't know how to understand why my kids are um, making the choices they're making. I don't understand why my finances are like they are. When I thought how how to understand, and you fill it in, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God, and then... I understood. That's the solution, the place with God. When you get up in the morning and you're assailed by lies, you run to God. You say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to love. Help me to overcome. Help me to believe. I do believe. Oh, God, I believe you. Do you have one more blank at the very end, I bet you know, let us go after the supernatural manifestations of God. We, need, we have a need that is bigger than our present experience. Let us cry out to God for greater anointing and have ongoing encounters with the Holy One, the Anointed One, Jesus